The following podcast is brought to you by the BICBP Radio Network, found in cyberspace at BICBP-radio.com. Welcome, Cyber Scholars and Ranger Club members to episode 48 of Power Rangers in Cyberspace. I'm one of your hosts, Sean Fritz, as always, joined with Christian. We are back after a slight hiatus. In this episode, we're going to talk about Sean's experience at Nickel City Con, as well as his travel experience that he loves so much. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, so, boy, oh, Nickel boy. City Con, yeah, Nickel City Con was, uh, was May 17th. It was really fun. It was the second year I'd been there. First half of the week, I was up in the Buffalo area for work. And then I just stayed through the weekend and then some for Nickel City Con, which was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So the network is based out of Buffalo. It's where super producer Chris and Anthony, former host, where they live. And some of the other guys like uh, Christian Ham, Seaham, and uh, Matt Johnson and, and those fellas are up in Niagara Falls, which is about 20 to 30 minutes away. Gee, so they all live up there? I didn't realize how all all of them were that close together. Well, let me tell you, Buffalo is a big city. Not big, but it's it's spread out. Niagara Falls, to get up to where Christian lives, holy hell, man, it's like 35, 40 minutes. Move out of the sticks. That's still, that's still better than what we have to drive to get there. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's true, but I've always lived here, and Anthony, when we were doing the show, I was just a, it's like, it's completely like rock star. I was just a fan. I would listen to their podcast, and Anthony and I would just talk about Power Rangers, just separate, and then he's like, do you want to do a podcast? I'm like, yeah, sure. So that, but some no- notable, notable guests, we had Hall and Nash, The Outsiders, and Eric Bischoff. EB. Tony Todd. Sean Patrick Flannery, who was in the Boondock Saints 1 and 2. Axe and Smash of Demolition and Funny Story. Matt and I were sitting there on Saturday morning. We were playing uh, I Just Built Matt a Raspberry Pi with WWF WrestleFest on it. I had actually asked those guys if they wanted to come over and play it with us. Just be like, hey, you guys want to play? And we would turn on the mics and just hopefully they would shoot on anybody that was on in the game. You know, like, granted, respect the dead. Like, Big Boss Man and, and Mr. Perfect, you wouldn't. But, uh... You know, maybe they got something to say about DiBiase or, or which would be out of the out of the norm for this one. But if anyone had anything to say about Hulk Hogan, no one has anything negative to say about him, right? What world have you been living in? <laughs> I'm being sarcastic. The downside is that they're like, we would love to come over and just talk shit, but we're in the middle of a uh, lawsuit. So our advice, our our lawyers suggested not to. I was like, oh, cool. That's fair enough, because when when you get involved in legal troubles. Yeah, you don't want to talk shit. No. Well, at least you shouldn't. What else? The kids from Pete and Pete. You ever, you never watched that show? Nope. Did you ever listen to the Ramones, the band? No. Well, the drummer, Marky Ramone, was there, and he was pretty cool. I got to chit-chat with him in the airport, which is pretty much on point for my convention uh, stuff. Uh, I had a conversation with Chester Rushing from Stranger Things for a good hour and a half, to the point where he missed his flight last year. Oh, shoot unintentionally that was on him not on me well, that's fair jason font red time force 
Wes and Alex Collins were was there. I met a really cool artist. What, is this it? Megan? Yeah, Megan uh, Hetrick. Hetrick. Uh, as much time as I... Dude, I was hanging out with all the artists all weekend. You can listen to all the interviews on Matt's podcast, The Panel Discussion. But Megan's husband, Joe... I guess it's Hetrick. Hetrick, I don't know. He does the Akira artwork for the comic. Oh, shoot. That's pretty dope. Akira is... And here, here's the here's the funny thing. He walks up to us. He's like, so what do you guys do? Like, what are you guys selling? We're like, we're not selling anything. We're giving stuff away. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm listening. I'm into giving uh, people giving me stuff. Yeah, I'm like, we give away audio gold. And he's like, what do you mean? Like, we do podcasts. He's like, I was like, like uh, you look like, I, I just was leading with everything. I'm like, you strike me as a pro wrestling guy. He's like, I do like pro wrestling. I'm like, well, we have a podcast called Hardly Kayfabe. And he's like, dude, I subscribe to that. I'm like, cool. So he's just started talking to us. He really undersold who he was. And then we went over to, he's like, I'm, I'm over here with my wife and, uh, you know, I'm helping out. And so Chris goes over and talks to him. His name's Joe. Again, I can't remember his last name. But Chris comes back. He's like, dude was really underselling who he is and what he does. He's this, 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 this. And I'm like, we're like, are you kidding me? So he's probably going to jump on. He's not a huge Power Rangers guy, so he probably won't jump on here. But he he's a huge pro wrestling guy. And he'll probably be on there and just kind of bullshit with Chris and Anthony. They swap contact info. So uh, he was really cool, though. Like, love to just talk, shop about whatever. Well, that's good for podcasting, you know, people who can talk. But like I said, listen to Matt's podcasts, the Matt's panel discussion episodes for artists interviews. He talked to Shad. He talked to uh, a couple other people and uh, Sal. I can't pronounce Sal's last name because I'm not looking at it right now. But uh, he was really cool. Man, those artists, man, they, they hang out way late into the night and they get up way early. Unlike a certain red in space ranger that we both know. <laughs> yeah, he was late. <laughs> Dude, no, he, he stays out late. He just has a tough time getting mm-hmm. to the convention on time. Yeah, that, and that's what I'm referring to. They do both. They stay out late and they get in early. No. They don't stay out late and come in late. Yeah. I mean, if you could do it, yeah. But, dude, if I stayed out that late, nah. Like Sunday, Sunday at GalaxyCon, we're going to be rolling in super late. Barely on time, if anything. Yeah. Barely. Barely. So, But, yeah, Nickel City Con is great. I think it took a step back this year, and that's not a bad thing. They had a bunch of people cancel, which I think dropped the attendance. Like Nate Ross Marquardt from Walking Dead was supposed to be there, and somebody else from Walking Dead. Uh, the guy that played Herschel oh, man. Uh, was supposed to be there. That would have been cool. Dean Kane canceled. Linda Blair canceled the morning of because she got real sick. Nothing you can do about that, though. Nope. She'll be at Raleigh Supercon, though, or GalaxyCon Raleigh. We will both be there. Sean Patrick Flannery was surprisingly really cool. Who did he play again? He was in the Boondock Saints. He played the brother that wasn't Norman Reedus. Never seen the Boondock Saints. How about Dexter? Nope. How about Powder? Nope. Okay. He was in all of those. I'll take your word for it because I ain't never oh, seen Oh, Boondock Saints 2. Chances are if you didn't see the first one, you wouldn't have seen the second one. Why would I watch the second one if I haven't seen the first one? People are weird, man. Yeah, man. I'm going to have to get through my Power Rangers training first before I watch it. You're such a douche. Duh. So, you know, it was great. Went back to the airport after uh, Sunday. I had an 8 o'clock flight. I like to plan so that in case I'm having a good time, I don't... Hold up, Sean. This is where the story gets really good. Everybody needs to pay attention. Yeah. If you're not me. 
So I go to the airport. You know, we bailed at like 4.30 because everyone was shutting down. Powering down? Or we started... Yeah, we started powering down around 4.15, 4.30. We said our goodbyes to everybody. And it was it was really solid this year. Like, it was just a big sense of community. And not just from the network guys, but from the people we hung out with all weekend. If you have any reason to get a vendor table at a con, do it. Because it is a sense of community. And it is just everybody works together. Everybody makes time for everybody else. Everybody hangs out with everybody else. You're all there for one collective reason. Even if it's to promote your podcast network or to sell your t-shirts or to have people pay you for a signature, you're all there for fans and for the culture. And it really showed this year. I think this year more than last year for that aspect of it. This year it was a lot more, I don't want to say emotional, but it was a lot more community minded. And everyone was just like, hey, we're all here for the same thing. It was all, it was basically, it was all inclusive without having one person pay for it. Everybody included everybody else. So that said, we all dispersed and I went to the airport, dropped off the rental car, all that other stuff. And this is where the fun begins. Yeah. So I'm sitting there, I'm looking at Marky Ramon across the seat from me and I'm just like, oh, I hope you had a good weekend. I was there too. And he's like, oh, cool. And uh, immediately stopped talking to me. After that, he gets on, he goes over, gets on his flight. It's about 6.30 or so, and again, my flight is at 8. I'm, I look at the uh, unnamed American-based airlines app that I have, and it is not American Airlines, so you can cross that off the list. It is a domestically-based airline app for my phone. I look at it, and it says 8 o'clock. Cool. I'm curious by nature, so I click the, where's this phone? Where's this phone? Where's this plane coming from? Newark. Cool. It says it's going to take off at 8.22. That's interesting, because I'm supposed to get on it at 8 o'clock p.m. So I, before anyone else realizes it, call 1-800-YOUR-COMPANY-NAME-HERE. And I'm like, hey, so question, is there any other flight out of Buffalo that'll get me to Raleigh tonight? And they're like, uh, after 20 minutes, no, I'm sorry. After they've repeated what I've asked them 15 times and basically read off my boarding pass to me, I was like, that's not what I'm asking you. That's my favorite thing to say to anybody who is on an 800 line. So if you're on an 800 line and someone asks you a question, answer it. Don't dance around it. So I try to find another flight. I'm like, do you have any other flights? And they're like, no, we don't. Neither does the adjacent, the, neither does this other airline that we partner with to rebook people. It's like, cool. What about the other ones? They're like, we don't have any connection with them. I'm like, even better. So I'm pretty much screwed if I can't get on another flight. They're like, well, you're out of luck. I'm like, well, here's the thing. And I, this might be a white lie, may or may not be. This part's true though. I had to leave for Kentucky for work on Monday, the next day. And I had not been home since the Sunday previous. So I hadn't been home for eight days. And I was going to be leaving the next day for another four days. My kitties would have been... I was, I was afraid they were going to go feral at, at some point. They didn't, by the way. So what happened next? So I'm on the phone. I'm like, hey, I have to leave for Kentucky the next day. I might... I may or may not have said I have a 10 a.m. flight. I didn't. But I did say that. And they're like, oh, well, cool. You're already at the airport. I'm like, you don't understand what I'm saying here. I have to go home unpack and repack because I'm not some psycho that does laundry while I'm on vacation. Ironically, I did do laundry that day, but only because it was available at the Airbnb. I'm not a psycho, although... Yes, he is. Don't let him lie to you. He's pretty crazy. Although my house has been compared to that of a serial killer because it's so clean. I just don't like mess. That's what it comes down to. Um, so it gets good from here. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I have no other options. And she's like, nope, you're out of luck. Too bad. And she said it in a very nice, very robotic way. I was like, cool. That's even more friendlier. More friendly. Whatever proper grammar is. Friendlier. So I hang up with them. And then the dude at the airport, he was a big dummy. 
He's like, oh, he starts telling people eventually that the aircraft will be delayed by about 15 minutes. Dude, it's not leaving until 20 minutes after it's supposed to already have been here. Or after we're, we were already supposed to have been taken off. So how is it going to be 15 minutes late? So I find out that they say that it was delayed because of a weather emergency. It was 78 degrees and sunny in Newark. Tell me about this weather issue. If 78 and sunny is bad for flying, I don't understand that. Because every, every time I get on... I am fly, confused. Highly. Eventually, we get an announcement at 9.30 that says that our flight in Newark is starting to taxi. After he told us it was going to be 15 minutes late. And that was at 6.45. So at 6.45, he tells us that it's going to, we're going to board at 8.15. And then at 9.30, he tells us it starts taxiing. So there's a good two-plus-hour gap there that he didn't tell us jack shit. Then they wheel out the, the chips and pretzels and the mini bottles of water for our benefit, for courtesy. Like, you guys are really calling in your A This is like SPDB squad right here. Nah, C squad, boy, C squad. They, yeah, they were more productive than, than A squad was less productive in the good way. So we get hardly any communication from the airline. And so I'm like, all right, put me on a flight, the first flight that's going to leave Oh, I, my layover was in Washington, D.C. So I, I tell them to put me on the first flight from Washington to Raleigh. And they're like, okay, it's not tomorrow at 8.15. I'm like, that's pretty late. What about the flights at 6.30? Like, we don't have those. I'm like, mm, how did I take one just a couple months ago on a Monday morning? They're like, we don't, we don't have any. I'm sorry, I don't know what flight you took, but it probably wasn't one of ours. I'm like, let me show you my activity log here. And it was in there, by the way. They put me on an 8.15 flight. And... I'm like, where am I sitting? So they put me in the back of the plane. I'm like, I paid for a business class seat on the last flight. She's like, okay, click, 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 click. I get 8C. Cool. Aisle. That was nice. Instead of sitting in the very back of the plane. And then I hear this doofus at the Buffalo airport talking about how, oh, to get from concourse A to concourse C, it's not that hard at Washington. All I got to do is just go around in the terminal. No, not even close. Concourse A is disconnected from every other concourse. You have to take the stupid little shuttle that takes the dude 15 minutes to walk in and sit down and drive his ass 50 feet across the driveway, or you got to go downstairs, around the corner, down the hallway, further down the hallway, and then you got to take the subway, the tram car, whatever. It's like a, it's a light rail. It's like a train, tiny little train thing. That takes you a good 25 minutes walking normally. I don't know how he was telling these people that they had 15 minutes from the time they deplane till they close the gate, they had 15 minutes that they were going to make it no problem. And I kept correcting him. I'm like, nah, dude, you're wrong. There is a big delay between this one and that one. And he's like, oh, well, you know, whatever. I'm here in Buffalo. What are you going to do when you're in Washington? Needless to say, I didn't get a flight that night. So our flight finally arrives from Newark, and the flight attendant on that plane was not happy. It was comical, actually, how unhappy she was. Uh, what happened next? There's so much that happened. We get on the plane at 1135. The funny thing is the TV screen that says now, you know, plane uh, scheduled to a board said 935 and then it said 1130 current time. I'm like, hmm, you might want to update this at some point. Mm. Yeah, we fly. We, we land in Washington. We taxi for a few minutes. We get out. And of course, there's a line at the customer service counter. I roll up and, and by roll up, I mean me and my luggage. There's three people working at the customer service counter. There's a dude on the end. He's just there. There's a woman in the middle who I walk up to or I find out I walk up to the ending of her freaking out on somebody, the person working there freaking out on somebody. And I find out that she was freaking out on the people that push the wheelchairs around, the helper people that if you need a wheelchair to get on or off the airplane. Yeah. She was freaking out at these people telling them to go down to the gate 
for support down there. I'm like, okay, that's not normal behavior. I don't care if it's 1.30 in the morning. And then there was another woman who looked like she had just walked in from the, she had a vest on. She, 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 the people that do the, you know, the back up your plane a little bit, you know, with the little flashlight road cone things. Yeah. She apparently had been on the phone for the entirety of the entire line being there with one couple. So this person has been helping one person for the better part of almost two hours. This woman in the middle is losing her mind at the customer service counter. The customer service employee is losing her mind and it's falling out of her mouth. And there's some dude in the end that's just kind of slowly working through everything. Very slowly. Then we see a woman pop her head out from the side area. Popped her head out like, nope, what's going on here? Nope. Run back into that room. Shut the door. We figured out that was the counting department because she was just counting how many people were in line. Is that a real thing? I don't know. Eventually, another woman rolled up, and luckily enough, I was the first person that she helped. And I was like, so I just got here. I already have my new ticket for my 815 flight. She didn't seem to understand that I had rearranged my flight schedule already, and I might have continued the uh, white lie that I had a 10 o'clock flight. Through a series of conversations, she's like, what do you want me to do? Is pretty much the exact wording that came out. She's like, we don't do anything for weather-related items. We only do it if it was our fault. It's your fault that I missed this flight. She's like, no plane is ever guaranteed to take off or land. I'm like, if a plane takes off, I would certainly hope that it's guaranteed to land. And I hate to say it this way, but to land in some capacity. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh, no, it's guaranteed to land, but which way it's going to land, who knows? Yeah, I got nowhere with her. And me and a couple other people that were in line from our flight were like, let's just go and see if we can't ask for a freebie into the airline club, you know, where, you, where they have drinks and food and whatever. Well, cool. They were closed because it was that late. We make our way through the 25 minute sojourn through the, the hallways and the subways and the, the, the train. And we get to the terminals that we have to take off from. And there's another customer service counter with happy people there. Let me back up because the last thing that the woman said at the uh, original customer service counter was, if you don't like our policies, then um, you can write to the CEO. And if he says that we have to do something different, then we'll do something different. But until then, there's nothing we can do. I'm like, excuse me. That's where I was like, you know what? I'd have been like, how about your job? I guarantee that'll be different. You keep talking to customers like that. Cooler heads prevail. And at that point, I was like, you know what? I'm in an airport, not as an employee. It doesn't matter that I'm TSA pre-check. It doesn't matter how much I fly for work. I'm just going to walk away because I'm not getting anywhere with this particular person. This idiot. Yeah, more or less. That's when I took the subway and all that stuff to the next place. Found another customer service counter with happy people. Six of them, in fact. I'm last in line for a little while. Probably about 10 people in front of me, but it takes us 12 minutes to get through the line. It was great. And I was helped by a younger, very well put together, very well spoken, 22, 23-year-old customer service agent. See, all millennials aren't bad. No, this one was actually better than you. Yeah, especially when you make that face. Yikes. You should have said gasp, but we just made it better. (gasps) (gasps) There you go. That's a meme. (laughs) I start talking to her, and maybe I turned on the Sean Fritz charm a little bit. Man, that's a charm nobody can resist. I mean, see this face? I start talking to her. I'm like, look, I fly a lot. And this is what I was told earlier. I've never heard this before. I've never heard that there's not a 630 flight out of Washington, considering that there are politicians here that have to come and go all the time. And 630 is pretty common for flights. Yeah. I didn't even ask her for it, but she gave me some meal vouchers. They give you the $10, two $10 things. I used one on a really 
crappy bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich. Now, I say bacon because that's how it is on the menu. And I had to explain that I wanted that, but without the bacon. And I didn't want the eggs cooked on the griddle because that's where they cook the bacon as well. It took me five minutes to explain that to somebody. You got to love competent people, man. I was like, I'm vegetarian. I'm not trying to jam it down anyone's throat, but I want egg and cheese, no bacon. But I also want it cooked in a separate pan because you cook everything together, as you previously told me. What? She's like, I, I don't understand. This was 6.30 in the morning. You've, already, you've been open for a while. I get those two vouchers, two $10 vouchers, and then she texts on some uh, couple thousand airline miles, which was cool. I didn't mind. And she's like, unfortunately, I can't give you a hotel voucher. I was like, that's fine because it's already 2.30 in the morning. I'm tired. So Sean got to spend the rest of the day sleeping in the airport. See, I couldn't sleep in the airport. Like, I, I hated it. I didn't think I could either, but it was three and a half hours of interrupted sleep. They had these TVs on, they were cranked up, and the cleaning people, I think they just did it to fuck with us on purpose. They kept walking into the motion light detectors to turn them on while people were sleeping. I'm like, you stupid sons of bitches. See, that's why you wear a hat, because you can do that. Well, yeah. I didn't pack a hat. I slept on, I basically slept face down. Wait, did you sleep on one of those couches that they have? They don't have couches. They have a whole bunch of chairs in a row with no arms. Oh, man. At uh, Richmond Airport, they had couches. Mm, I didn't stumble across any of those. That's why I tried to go to the club. I also looked into one of those sleeping pods, but they were also $80 an hour, and I was not about to spend $80 an hour to sleep. $80 an hour? Yeet. It's like a 4 by 4 prison room. I was like, no, no, not going to happen. No, I should have gotten a voucher for that. Maybe. It was uh, it was a little ridic- ridiculous. But I got on my plane the next morning, and, uh, you know, that was good. And then you drove to Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Well, I came home, fed the cats, because they were expecting me the night before. Thankfully, I did my laundry, so I just took my laundry out of my bag, repacked what I needed, because I didn't need seven days' worth of stuff anymore. I just needed Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday stuff. Threw it in my truck and drove to Kentucky. Another six and a half hours. So my trip to Kentucky was twice as long as my stay at my house. From the time I left for Buffalo to the time I got home from my entire two trips, Thursday, including my trip to Kentucky, that was 12 days. I was home for three hours. Sounds like a fun flight experience. Oh, it was it was a hoot. It was a hoot. Yeah, like an owl. I can't wait till I get the email that says, tell us about your flight experience. Well, I got a book well, Let for me tell you. you. Yeah. Let me tell you about Olga and whatever the hell, I don't know what her name was, but she was, uh, uh, let's just say she was Eastern European, Russia, Ukraine, that area. Jesus, Sean. But hey, you got all them points. Maybe your trip to uh, PMC will be paid for in full. We'll see. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed my badges are already taken care of so i'm good i know you keep telling me that i know i'm not bragging i'm just saying i'm just happy are you happy sean i am because we are actively pursuing not just going to pmc but we're actively pursuing some sort of partnership with pmc in some capacity or another be it we give them money for space or they i don't know Give us badges for free or something. Either would be cool. I'm okay with whatever. You want me to promote PMC? Hey, guys, go to PMC 2020, August something. Whenever they announce it. Yeah, you'll see me and Sean there. 
Yes, we will be there. And maybe not just us. Maybe, I don't know, maybe uh, somebody that I've already mentioned to. Maybe Seaham will be there. But definitely us. This face and that face will be there. And this hat. That hat's always there. The second time this hat has been there. If that face is there, that hat is there too. That's how you go recognize me is my hat. The same hat. No, it's a little different than Chris's hat. His is a half ecliptor. Yeah, that's right. I really love this hat. My cat says hi. Not the black one, the fuzzy one. Hi, kitty. The one with the teeny tiny legs. I got two cats. I got a bad dog. I call him bad dog sometimes. And then I got a Maine Coon. She's got legs that are about this long. No joke, they're about two and a half inches long. No, that's pretty long. That's longer. That's too long, homeboy. If I said that's too long before, you gotta... Yeah, they're they're probably the length of your glasses from top to bottom. It's pretty tiny. That's side to side. There you go. Yeah, she's a, she's an itty-bitty cat. Itty-bitty kitty. Yep, you'll see her if she ever comes out when you guys come down for GalaxyCon. Raleigh. Raleigh. So that's my travel woes. Overall, the convention you liked, but the travel experience, I love the convention. not so much. And I make this joke every time I leave upstate New York, which I have to go back in July, which I will be taking an early flight in case this bullshit happens again. Every time I leave upstate New York, so RockCon last year, same issue happened. Got delayed in uh, Dulles. What do you know? Took a 6.15 flight out from Dulles. That's how I know that there's a 6.15 flight. That's AM, by the way. And then this one. So we'll see what happens in uh, late July when I have to go back. I mean, at least we're driving there in August. Yeah. Now, is it just us going there, or is it going to be like, is anybody else riding with you? No, it's just us. Oh, man. As far as I know. I don't th- I don't think Johnny and Trevor are going, plus they're in Charlotte, which is the other side of the state. They would have to get here to then drive there, which would not be efficient. I wonder if I can't schedule... We'll have to talk offline. I might be able to... We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk offline, depending on what my travel schedule looks like. There might be something we can work out to our benefit that makes more sense. Okay. So you ready to power down? Yeah, I think uh, I think so. Yeah, it's time to power down. Over and out. <laughs>